Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's April 9th, 2017. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living Radio Show, where progressives for change present opinions that matter. Tonight, we are joined by co-hosts Jeff Brown and David Fillion. I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please remember that good leadership is never, ever about power and control, but rather for the privilege of serving the members in the interest of the memberships. Having said that, we certainly hope everyone is enjoying this Palm Sunday, the Christian holiday, and that you stayed safe this past week. We have a few announcements. As you know, our UAW membership has increased over the last year. However, it's now been reported that they have less money in the Treasury. So to recap, we have higher dues, more members, but somehow less money. Does that sound like good stewardship of the Treasury to you? Sounds like a local union we all recently heard about, too. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> yeah, that one there, they spent overspent what they took in by $120-some-thousand. That was interesting. Uh, second announcement. Uh, on April 6th, the Federal Reserve minutes from their last meeting were released, and it appears that when they infused $1 trillion per year into the system during quantitative easing, that has left now left the Fed with $4.3 trillion worth of unwanted bonds on their shelves. Because of this, the minutes stated the Fed is going to unwind these positions by selling them all this year. That's $4.3 trillion of bonds they intend to sell this year. So, as you may recall, as they infused nearly a trillion dollars a year into the market by buying bonds during quantitative easing, the markets rose. Now they're going to sell bonds, and just what do you think is going to happen? If you said decline, you are correct. This is important, folks. So this is a long announcement, but it's important. For those of you, keeping all of this in mind, for those of you that are retirees, remember that pension funding is at 91% at General Motors. We're using that as the benchmark here. Down 9% from the previous year. It will only take an 11% decline to trigger the 50% pension cuts as indicated in the agreements of all Detroit 3. So just keep that in mind, and maybe some other agreements that we just haven't seen yet. Announcement number three, it was reported that consumer loans rose to $1.2 trillion, up 9%, that vehicle repossessions rose by 1.5%, and those vehicles are not bringing enough money at auction, Thus, the vehicles are not being sold at auction and being redirected to be sold by the dealers. So get your good deal there. (laughs) Uh, Fourth announcement, FCA sales have dropped for seven months in a row. Um, There was some discussion that this is just a uh, spring uh, event. Uh, Seven months in a row is a long time, likely followed by profits of uh, maybe not – Uh, losses, but profits that weren't as high as before. So the profits were declining before these uh, seven months in a row of negative sales. I must tell you that three quarters in a year 
fundamental stock folk uh, salivate over as a reversal in the market. So you can expect that they're having a good time thinking they want to sell at this point uh, because three quarters in a row of a reversal of any kind, up or down, uh, would indicate a buy or sell. And that's just from some old personal history during the 80s that I uh, interned for a little while at a wirehouse brokerage firm and learned such things. Uh, so, uh, number five, General Motors intends to connect 25% of their 30,000 robots to the Internet. That ought to be interesting. They can now monitor the robots and any associated humans uh, even easier from their desk at home, probably. Uh, number six, uh, Neil Gorsuch has been confirmed by the Senate to Justice of the Supreme Court. After the Democrats blocked the nomination on Thursday with a procedural filibuster, Republicans responded by making a dramatic and historic change in the Senate rules to allow Gorsuch and all future Supreme Court nominees to pass through the Senate with a simple 51-vote majority instead of the previous 60-vote threshold. That is a historic change in how our government will be conducted for the foreseeable future unless this gets reversed at some point. Having said that, um, the number seven, Trump signed in a bill to roll back women's rights. And number eight, Trump also signed a bill eliminating retirements for low-income workers. Thank you, Mr. President. I say that in jest. Uh, we had some emails, uh, a lot of them actually. Uh, we had uh, consolidating them down. We had a lot of continued congratulations on our first anniversary of this radio show. I want to thank each and every person that took the time, effort, and energy to send in a quick note saying congratulations. We really appreciate that. So having said that, um, up next is this week in Worker News. But first we'll have this week's quote comes from Thomas Edison, and as it turns out, I've been hanging around some students lately from the university, and um, they are really focused. They're about to graduate, a lot of them here in another uh, month, uh, 30 days, uh, and so they're really focused on bringing their life full circle and the fact that they've finished their education uh, and maybe moving on to more, but uh, the quote this week is relevant to that and everyone that aspires to do more. Quote, our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. Try just one more time. How about that? Thomas Alva Edison, thank you for that quote. All right, let's bring on Jeff uh, and uh, David. Bring on Jeff first here. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? Not bad, Leroy. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's been an interesting weekend, I must tell you. I don't want to share it all, but it's, it was something else. I uh, uh, just, you know, uh, it, it was one of those moments where you kind of go, wow, I'm glad I have all the experience love life experience that I have in order to deal with such a th problem that someone else has and did that in uh, fine measure got a lot of accolades from some other um, official folks for having done it uh, so anyhow that was it was just interesting <laughs> but it's uh, uh, without going into a lot of detail and I hate to be cryptic but there are people uh, that need to be uh, keep their name protected on this, so we got to do that. So, anyhow, let me bring right. on David as well. Hi, David. How you doing? Hey, Leroy. Good. How you? Hey. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Dave. 
Pretty nice day. Oh, David, you got today. anything in your life that's interesting? Um, yeah, I had a great day today here. Um, great day. Seventy-four degrees. Um, some aggravation. Um, when I started up my computer, I realized that um, Windows upgraded me over the night, and my operating system has completely changed, and I'm not happy. But at any rate, we'll try to get through this. Um, nothing works like it used to. Drop-down menus that weren't there before. I see this is all an attempt to get me to use their Internet Explorer that I don't like. But at any rate, no, it is what it is. I'll figure it out. I do have a message, um, Leroy, um, that came to me yesterday from a member of Lordstown, Ohio. Um, he asked me to um, talk about this on the show. Um, he is concerned. Um, they're down to one shift. They have no product in the works. Is saying that management doesn't seem to have any concern as to how many cars they build a day. Um, there's no pressure, and that's problematic. He see he sees that as problematic, and he's hoping that the leadership won't um, collude with management to close their plant. Um, that comes from Rick Lordstone, Ohio. Okay, thank you, Rick, for sending out that information. Um, this, you know, just to comment briefly, I don't know. Jeff, do you have a comment on that? Uh, first I heard of it, I didn't see anything was closing down in the shirt. I know they built crews down there. Yeah, it's a popular little car, too. Yeah, it moved to Mexico, didn't it? Yeah, they want more money, more profits because of that. Um, Part of this, it goes back to the March 7th uh, quarterly report that came out where they said that cars, uh, the inventory of cars was too high and the inventory of trucks was too low. On balance, they were at 71 days in their target 70, and they were going to bolster truck manufacturing and reduce auto manufacturing until they came back in line. So part of that is what's going on. Uh, So we hold faith in the idea that they're not going to close the plant because of some temporary imbalance in inventory. Uh, So, Rick, if you're listening, um, that would be this caucus position that they not close the plant and that they weather this temporary imbalance of inventory where cars are, they've got too many cars in, in the queue, so to speak, and that will just cause uh, a lot of what you're talking about. Hopefully that will correct itself reasonably quick in three or four months uh, as that inventory dwindles down and you start to see people getting, you know, real uh, um energized about the plant running efficiently and smoothly and the number of vehicles they're building. So uh, that's just my first blush on it, Uh, and I'm sure that the other caucus members would tend to be on that same page with me as we discuss such things from time to time. Um, uh, So having said that, I know I didn't ask Jeff if he had a lot of stuff going on in his life because he's got a lot of it in his report. Uh, So... uh, David, do you have anything else to say on the Lordstown matter before we move to no, Jeff's report? Just, um, just what he had sent, that they were concerned and worried. Um, yeah, I would try to, you know, set those worries uh, aside based on what I just, you know, outlined for you. I think you're going to be okay, uh, you know, as long as what they're telling the general public in their quarterly report is actually what they intend to do. So... All right. Uh, Jeff, we know you have a lot going on. Uh, why don't you uh, uh, go ahead with your report and uh, tell us about how things are going. Well, we had a special uh, meeting today to um, discuss some appeals that we were made 
last month, and also to hear um, recommendations from the election committee about new times and dates for nominations and and, um, voting dates and places. Room was packed, as always, standing room only. They had their game plan all figured out. It was supposed to be scheduled for last Saturday, and they postponed it, uh, according to our president, without a letter, saying he was postponing last Saturday's uh, meeting. He postponed it on Friday, March 31st, because he didn't want to have any more new appeals come up prior to um, this meeting. Day. Well, like I said they had their game plan ready and all their supporters turned up. I tried to get as many people there as I could, but I was outnumbered. Um, first thing up, our chairman at Larock Assembly and all the elected reps were there. Um, he stood up, he uh, read his own new appeal today. And the chair, he wanted to um, repeal the time and, and uh, places for the vote. It got passed 92 to 12. I was in 12. Our our election committee had had read an appeal that they read about last week, and the president was having nothing good to say about them. Um, I made a comment that he didn't have membership approval to approach the International Union on July, January 6th to have the elections on April. Um, then the lady next to me, she had an appeal in too. I have a feeling she has an appeal in, and the election committee had an appeal in. They weren't entertaining any of our appeals. As soon as the our chairman's uh, read his appeal and give his and it was passed, somebody immediately made a motion to adjourn the meeting. And it passed. A lot of us walked out of there with different views on how the meeting went. I still don't understand. You know, as you say every every meeting, Leroy, it's not about control and power. That is what exactly what's going on in my local. And they're bullying people. They don't, they won't, they don't want to bully me, but they definitely had the numbers there today. Um, I sat in the front row. Sergeant Arms, who created the fight last month, was not there. I turned in two more charges against, this is after the meeting, I turned in two more charges against our president. And I heard there's another one being written up right now. It's going to be turned in. Um, We also... We have a uh, clean, every fourth plant has a cleaning company that does empty the trash cans and uh, run the gym bullies up and down the aisles to get clean and that kind of thing. They do the bathroom cleaning. Um, and they're not on the fourth plant. So they had a contract vote on Wednesday. No, what was it? Yeah, Wednesday. And the vote was held right after the meeting. My understanding is there was no lock for the ballot box. They closed the polls early. When they did find a lock for the ballot box, they didn't have a key to it. And then they left. Somebody 
Polls polls early. Not everybody got the vote. The next day, I guess somebody else from ABM came in and voted. Now, that vote, it made a tie vote. It it was 14 to 13 that voted it down. And with the late vote the next day, which is illegal, everybody knows, it made a tie vote. 14, 14. And we are waiting to hear the results from the other four uh, facilities that have ABM inside their plants. Now, just keep in mind, um, their contract is shorter than our local bylaws. So 16 pages. Um, nobody from ABM was there today. Now, I was hoping they would be, but nobody was there. Um, it's a shame what's going on inside that plant. One of my friends who was sitting next to me asked me, why is this allowed to happen? And I told her, we've been friends for over 35 years. I said, because they want a stupid, uneducated, well-informed membership so they can rule the local. And that's exactly what happened. Because people come up with me. I had my bylaws. I had my constitution with me. And I had several other things in my briefcase. And she looked at me kind of funny. I said, yeah. They know that people won't really educate themselves. So they all got together last Saturday when the meeting was canceled. They had a meeting somewhere Word got out to hear all meeting. And they figured out a plan on how to, how to shut us down today. The meeting lasted maybe a half hour in total. Um, there, there's a meeting this coming Wednesday that our president is going to have with the international. What it's for, I don't know. Um, but it looks like they got their way because they had a lot of firepower in that room today. And they're out there celebrating behind our union on the parking lot, all of them. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen yet. It seems to me that they're going to keep, at this point in time, um, the election on April 19th, which is very close, and I don't think they're going to have time to do it. But to have a cancel on meeting because you don't want to have any more new appeals and turn around today and entertain a whole new appeal is... I don't have an S on my head for being stupid. So I I spent many hours last week going through the, the Constitution, highlighting, paper clipping pages that I wanted to find easily. Um, I did a lot of work last week, a lot of homework. It was all for nothing. Very discouraging. So I don't know if I'm going to, if they're going to have nominations doesn't sound like it. Um, I don't know if they're going to have when they're going to have the, the vote. So, yeah, I'm a little frustrated. Frustrated is, is an understatement. I mean, mad as hell at the outcome of today's meeting. And it rewrites right. It's as representatives, it is not about power and control, but it is at my local. Yes, David. Thank you. I am, yeah, thank I am one of thank the. You. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. I uh, um, just want to point out a few things, if you don't mind. Uh, on sure. as I as I understand it, on March 31st, the Friday before the first. Uh, you had had a meeting scheduled for April 1st 
for the purposes of entertaining these uh, appeals that had somehow seemed to have been resolved and that they were going to go forward and have new nominations at that meeting and then reset the date for some time in May. Uh, and uh, that would be in compliance with the uh, Constitution of the UAW because there was no uh, properly formatted and properly uh, handled uh, uh, letter process procedure to pull those forward from May into April, the election nominee and election dates into April, or nominations and election dates into April. And that was going to happen on the 1st. On the Correct. 31st, that got canceled and rescheduled for the 8th, Saturday the 8th. Now, just bear with me. Because last week on the radio show, I asked you, you know, is this going to be on Saturday and Sunday? I believe you said it's going to be on Saturday the 8th. And then, as I understand it, on the 7th, Friday the 7th, that meeting was canceled and rescheduled for Sunday the 9th, today. And nah, I, I, made a, I made a mistake on that. Was that wrong? There was no meeting scheduled for the 8th. All right. Okay, right. so having okay, said that, they just uh, postponed it from the 1st until the 9th then. All right, we understand. Um, and so then uh, today, in violation of the Constitution, by the way, Article 42, uh, they held a meeting for the purpose of entertaining not the correction that the, the original appeal sought, that have been in in the works for some time, uh, they didn't entertain those appeals stating that the whole process was uh, being appealed, that the, the process of pulling the elections forward into April was being appealed, but rather they entertained a single appeal and then adjourned your meeting. Okay, Article 42 very clearly says the following order of business is suggested but may be altered to suit the requirements of each local union. Roll call of officers, reading of the minutes, previous meeting, applications for membership, voting on applications, initiation of candidates, report of financial secretary and or treasurer, Reports of officers, committees, and delegates, communication of bills, unfinished business, good and welfare, does any know of a member out of work or in distress, new business, and 13, closing. All questions of parliamentary, parliamentary nature shall be decided by Robert's Rules of Order. This is what the UAW Constitution says the structure of a meeting should be unless altered by local union bylaw. My sense is that local union bylaw doesn't differ from this very much at all. Therefore, holding a general membership meeting for the purposes of entertaining, and we'll quote this in an appeal, um, and then adjourning it violated your bylaws and or Article 42. And when you do this, as Jeff has indicated, this isn't about conducting good business for the union and the membership. This is about power and control. And that's not what this union is supposed to be about, not at all. Okay? And let's just talk about this appeal. Appeals by their very nature, appeal something that has gone on that you disagree with and want to rectify and correct for whatever reason. What was presented here by Jeff was somebody that made a motion in a sense and in the name of an appeal, violating the appeal process itself. 
So this gets wider and wider and wider, this little lasso that we're throwing around these officers. Now the chairperson, man or woman, I'm not sure if it's a man or woman, has forwarded an appeal in in the form of uh, a and an, an action in the form of an appeal. Actions are called motions, brothers and sisters, so that everybody understands. Those are motions. Motions don't overturn the election committee. The election committee sets all of that. The chairperson may not alter what the election committee sets. I think you heard Jeff say they spoke out against what was being done today. There is a whole lot of out of control going on over there at Local 3000 UAW. That needs to get corrected. And a good administration of the International Executive Board would step up and deal with this, these multitude of constitutional violations in a way that sets everything right and proper once again for the membership. And we're not seeing anything like that, notwithstanding there's an, uh, some special meeting at Solidarity House on Wednesday. If they don't all come out of there suspended from their office, somebody's not doing their job. And I'm talking about the president, the sergeant of arms, and now the chairperson who's involved themselves in something they should not have. And possibly 92 persons who voted to violate the Constitution and not uphold it like the 12th. So we'll just sit back and watch and see what Dennis is doing. I know he's listening to the show for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. We know, don't exactly. we? Because we track what they're doing behind what we say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. we do. Yeah, we know. And we know when you're checking us, too. Uh, but having said that, Jeff, I don't know, do you have anything else to add from that what I just said, does that kind of sound like um, what you... you hit exactly on the head, Leroy. I want people to understand that I am one of the few people in, in the UAW who has helped start a uh, UAW local from the ground up. And I opened up help open the plant. I was one of the first few people hired in the plant, a Japanese plant at the time. So I have a lot of pride in all the work I've done in that plant, what I've gotten accomplished over my last 29 years. And this is not the local I don't build. So it really bothers me beyond words. On what has this local has become? I I didn't when they said they were going to have re-nominations. I threw my hat in, started campaigning right away, and I had people contact me. Jeff, we will support you. You tell us who you want us to vote for. I got, I got all kinds of stuff like that. All we go. And people were saying it's about time I got back into the game. Well, no more. Probably at the next meeting, next meeting should not. That's general membership meeting should be next Sunday, but because of Easter, it's going to be held back a week. We'll find out more then. And right, right. I don't like what I'm seeing. Neither do I, Jeff. Uh, it, I'm reminded uh, by some. Uh, we're getting some communications come in from several people about the idea that the recording secretary should place this on the agenda uh, of your meeting that was held today. Uh, having served oh. as recording secretary for three year, three terms, 
I can tell you the procedure is as follows. Uh, the recording secretary prior to the meeting would make known to the president the, or the otherwise chair of the, the, that particular meeting, should the president be absent, uh, uh, make known to that uh, chair, upcoming chair, president likely, uh, that there are appeals or charges uh, that need to be uh, uh, handled in the meeting. That gets read out under new business. Mm-hmm. So when the, under the, the proper uh, agenda for a meeting like the UAW Constitution uh, calls for, that would come under item number 12, new business, and the recording secretary would read any and all charges or appeals at that time. And that's what you know I, I had done in a long a lot of times. Uh, but that's the procedure for that. Uh, when the president doesn't provide for a uh, item under new business so that they may be read out properly, uh, and they're supposed to be done by the Constitution, Article 32 or 30, 33, Article 33 appeals, uh, not regular appeals, not in uh, ethical procedures, proce- uh, appeal or Article 31 charges, uh, but the Article 33, having looked at it, uh, I think Section 3, Section 2 says that they uh, will be uh, read out at the next meeting. If there is not a meeting within 45 days, the executive board may be able to handle that, but it's uh, indicated by Constitution that it would be handled at the next meeting, and the recording secretary had appeals in hand from a number of people at this local union that needed to be addressed at the very first next general membership meeting. That was not done, and therefore yet another, listen, Dennis Williams, another violation of the Constitution by this president. When are you going to do your job, Dennis? They had a special executive board meeting this past week. Yeah. And um, there was mention of my charges and the other charges that somebody else put in. And the e-board seemed to have the position, oh, we don't have to use, we don't have to list the two charges. It's in our bylaws. So one of them went out and got the local bylaws. So looked through it, so he couldn't find it. Couldn't find it because there's nothing in the damn bylaws about uh, charges. No, charges are in the Constitution. It's Constitution, not our bylaws. And they are supposed to hear charges because that is where it happened in the workplace, not at the not inside the plant, at our union hall. If they don't want to listen, listen to the charges, they all need to be removed. Mm-hmm. And I'd be glad to put another set of charges in. I'd be more than happy to. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, uh, this, this has gotten out of hand, and something needs to be done. And the UAW president can come in, and there is precedent. To fix this, okay. So, uh, just saying. Uh, David, do you have anything for Jeff? No, I've covered it pretty good. Other than it looks like the change of meaning um, to protect the status quo worked. Um, it sure did. That's a damn. Yeah, this is democracy at it's its finest here. What do you think, yes. there, buddy? Ain't doing your job very good. Let's see how this Wednesday meeting goes. Do your yes. job, Dennis. Yeah. This is out of control there, brother. Wake up. Get out from under the table and do your job. Stop hiding. 
anyhow. We used to have union people that led this union that had some real moxie to them. I haven't seen that happen in a long time. Yeah, I know. I'm sad. I am thoroughly, thoroughly disgusted with the way things are happening. Yeah. Our, my people as, deserve better. As should your membership be and should every person other than the 92 that they control, every person in your local should come out and vote to end this at this election. So... Uh, having said that, uh, uh, I'll uh, I'll get on to David's. Unless you have anything else to add, Jeff. No, let's keep the main our, our show short tonight. Let's go on and move with David. All right. Okay. You, you talk to your team about what you guys want to do. You know, there's just you know. I mean, you could stack them now. They're getting pretty pretty tall. All these appeals. You know. I mean, it's going to be six inches high on Dennis's desk pretty soon. And I want to see the public review board rule in behalf of the union that's doing this. I I really want to see that. Because they have, there's ways of getting to them as well. Because there's another grievance procedure out there that they don't like. Mm-hmm. So, having said that, we'll uh, we'll just watch and see what happens, and uh, keep us posted, Jeff. And you know, best wishes there. Everything that's going on, it's just you know, democracy by kangaroo meeting, I guess. Unbelievable, unbelievable that the international executive board, in total, the regional directors. And all of the executive officers are allowing this to occur. You all need to be gone. So, all right, uh, David, I know you have an interesting report. Yeah. Um, let's start out with some contract language. <clears throat> um, this language can be found in section, Exhibit B, Section 13. Life and disability benefits for entry level has been crossed out. Um, the new term is in progression employees. Um, and that speaks to individuals hired on or after September 15, 2007, designated as entry level lined out and replaced with in progression employees as defined in the 2015 agreement. Okay. Um, sure, I changed this right. Got it. Okay. Section B. Um, 13A speaks to sickness and accident benefits uh, eligibility. B1. Um, sickness and accident benefits and extended disability coverage for in progression employees under the Life and Disabilities Benefit Program will apply on the day after the employee acquires seniority one year. Two. Duration, one year seniority, but less than three years seniority, 26 weeks. Three or more years seniority, 52 weeks. C, extended disability benefits, EDB, one year, but less than three years seniority, 13 weeks. Three years seniority, but less than five years, 26 weeks. Five years seniority, but less than ten. <clears throat> time for time. And then uh, I had to screenshot all of this because I can't copy and paste anymore. So I'm changing these. So I go um, ten or more years seniority, 
maximum 10 years or age 65, whichever comes first, at the end of the month in which the maximum EDB amount is payable to the employee coverage for health care will cease. Life insurance post-employment rules will apply. Um, Section 14, duration of agreement. This agreement and program is modified and supplemented by the agreement. Shall continue in effect until termination of the collecting of bargaining agreement, of which this is a part and witness thereof, and then their signatures. Um, this week, um, there was um, it was put out uh, by GM Talks. Um, they're coming out with a long-term disability. Um, Voluntary insurance that you can purchase. Um, so, as in part, we are happy to announce that as a result of the 2015 UAW GM national negotiations, a new self paid voluntary long term disability program will be offered to certain hourly employees. The enrollment period will begin on April 18th, 17th, and it will conclude on May 12th. That's the open window. Active employees who are eligible to participate are in-progression employees, subsystems LLC employees, traditional employees with less than 10 years of credited service, employees on non-disability leave or layoff less than six months. So um, I believe this uh, um, voluntary insurance is for the impression for progression employees, the subsystem employees, and any traditional employee with less than 10 years of credited service, um, and employees that are on non-disability leave or layoff. Um, in the event that a progression employee was to get into a car accident or um, succumb to um, other um, unfortunate circumstances um, when the uh, sickness and accident benefits ended and the extended disability um, program ended for them, then I assume this insurance would pick up. I don't see that it would be primary. Um, I don't find any side letter or... Um, anything in the contract that speaks to this voluntary um, insurance, and uh, I believe it is through MetLife. That's all I have on that, Labor. Okay, David. Um, I, uh, I'll ask Jeff. Jeff, do you have anything to, to add to David's report? No, I don't. You did a good job. Yes, you did. Nice job. It's, you know, pretty detailed stuff there. The only thing I would mm -hmm. emphasize uh, is the uh, window, the opt-in window. It's very short, and it doesn't appear that there's any other window for all time that's going to open up for you. So if you want to be protected. Does it speak of next year? Does it speak of next year? It doesn't. Does not, see. Yeah, uh, that's my understanding when I read that. Uh, so um, that there's no uh, uh, on the books at this time uh, additional window that may open up for your opt-in to this uh, uh, long-term disability insurance, and it very clearly limits the long uh, the uh, uh, disability insurance for you very brief period of time. So it's not what we would think to be fair, just, and proper to the young workers in our union. And we'll deal with that uh, in our own way, Dennis, when we aspire, when we ascend to leadership position, because th this is wrong on so many ways including the legal legal aspect of it. So we'll deal with that. It's not fair to these people to be having to pay for disability insurance out of their own pocket 
from their pittance of wages that they're getting. Half, maybe 60% of the wage of the tier, tier one. So, I also believe uh, that uh, the, uh, it only speaks to in-progression subsystems and traditional. Um, it doesn't speak um, in regards to temporary employees or a temporary employee who um, went to to tier um, because those parties um, that worked temporary and found their way into two tier do not participate in the progression system. Correct. Mm-hmm. So there's four statuses, everybody. Temporary, two-tier, in progression, tier one. Four. And didn't he say we had enough tiers when we had two? We got enough tiers. That's yeah, what I remember the convention. Pardon the convention. Yeah, we got, two we got enough tiers. We got four. Very clearly have four. So, and and David's absolutely correct. It's it really limited on the people that can come in here. And, of course, you got LLC sub, 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 subsystems LLC out there where they're hiding money over there. So we'll get to some hiding money here in a little bit. Uh, it's uh, nine minutes to eight, though. So, um, I, I just... I, I hate to say the words that are about to come out of my mouth, but for your own protection until it gets fixed, be sure that you that you have some sort of long-term disability. And if you don't like what's being offered in this instance, get some Aflac or something like that. You folks that might get hurt in these plants and the company now shrugging its responsibility for your long-term well-being because of their manufacturing processes that are getting worse every day because the speeds are untenable to maintain proper safety at the levels they're going at. And they're seeing increases. We know it, Dennis. We know it. And you're allowing this crap to go on, you and your buddies and one lady. Well several regional directors. Um, so uh, that's uh, uh, sort of what I'm saying. I hate to say it, but make sure you're covered with some sort of long-term disability. It appears that the company is going to really limit you uh, effective after this window uh, opens and closes. So take a look at if you like this one or Talk to your insurance people and see what they have to say. All right. Having said that, that's uh, that's David's report. Um, uh, it's we got eight minutes left here. I did say we might even go short. Um, I've been talking too much already tonight. I I will just say this about my report real briefly. Uh, we talked about. Mark Fields making $22.1 million annually and how egregious that was that he makes that much money. What everybody seems not to be getting or focusing on is the $850 million in his pension fund. He'd have to work a little over 38 years at his current elevated highest wages of the corporation for 38 years, pay no taxes on that money, and put every penny into his pension plan in order to attain $858 million. Pushing a billion, everybody. We have allowed CEOs to become billionaires for the following reason. It's called dead peasants insurance. I got to tell you, this is some bad, bad stuff. Uh, They take out insurance policies when we retire, or when we're an employee, actually. 
and, and keep it in retirement for us. Thank you for that. But they also take out a second policy on the retirees. When we die, they put that money tax-free into the pension plans, depending on your station, your office, or your rank in the corporation. Put that money into your pension, executive pension funds. And we've allowed that as a union, allowed them not to put money in the pension plans to the degree that they stopped the COLA catch-up for the Detroit Three that was in the agreements, otherwise known as the Christmas bonus. Remember that? Started in 1996 as $1,000, dwindled to zero in 2011 contract. They've allowed them not to put any money in there, while at the same time allowing egregious amounts of money to be put into pension plans of CEOs who are, and other executives, who are wage workers. They have no capital investment. Wage worker, CEO. They have no business becoming billionaires. That money of the pie that Dennis said is only so big should be somehow redirected into pension plans. At least half of it. We're not greedy members here down on low-level peasants. We're not greedy. We just like to live a decent lifestyle and don't want you to make you and your offspring forever billionaires. Just a little bit, maybe half, could be redirected. I'm going to guess, I'm going to submit the following, that of the top 100 to 150 executives in the Ford Motor Company, General Motors Motor Company, and Fiat Chrysler of America Motor Company, each, their pensions are very nearly funded by the same amount of money that's in the pension plan for between two and 400,000 people. total of 700,000 approximately retirees. So if you're going to play that game, don't play it to the point of gluttony. By the way, that's not a virtue. Somebody's looking at you based on that too, by the way. I'm sure of that. Whatever your Lord is. Gluttony is not a good thing. Gluttonous greed of money has caused this. And it's going to get corrected when working for a living ascends to full leadership position. You people are despicable on both sides. And it's not just management. Right, Dennis? Yeah, we know. Okay, uh, that's my report. Um, It's just horrible that we're having such thoughts about cutting pensions in half when... Some people are having a billion-dollar pension fund for their individual retirement. $858 million is close enough for me to call it. 8.5 tenths of a billion dollars. Having said that, it's 7.59. Uh, We really do want to close the show out before... Uh, too long and the hour gets long here. Let me see. I think I had a text come in. 
Let me double check and see if there was one that came in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. What about the lower tier plants? Correct. The, we discussed that a little bit. The uh, subsystems LLC. Those those plants that have been outsourced or somehow put in the wings. Uh, and the IPS people that are now doing the jobs. We had a whole report ready for that. I've uh, been in discussion with some folks around the Lansing area that just open your eyes, let me tell you, about what's been going on with the, the stuff around here. And <laughs> believe me, it will open your eyes. Just mind-boggling stuff. And, you know, Dennis, if you were really more engaged with the membership, you'd find that stuff out too. <laughs> really. Oh, wow. Uh, having said that, um, let's remember that next weekend is going to be the Christian faith Easter Sunday. And because we continue to support the work-life balance our Working for a Living radio show will not air on Sunday, April 16th, but we will return on Sunday, April 23rd. We wish any and all persons who celebrate both today, Palm Sunday, and Easter, next, Easter Sunday, next Sunday, and Good Friday, a good holiday season. For those of you that don't and get the time off uh, or not, uh, you know, you may have your own celebrations uh, in this period of time, we wish you the best as well. So having said that, uh, uh, let me ask Jeff if he has anything at all to add to our show this evening. Um, no, everybody have a good week, great holiday weekend, and we'll see you in two weeks. David? Um, the portion of your um, report that you were negating was uh, um, to do with uh, the loss of funds in the UAW. Um, is that correct? Yes. We'll deal more with that as we get into the LM2, but right now we haven't done, you know, fully vetted that. There's more coming on that at this point. Okay. Uh, is that good? I put, I put, yeah, I put a article on the page. It speaks to Ted Peasant insurance. Does a boss have a life insurance policy on you? It's posted to the page, so people like to read that and understand what Ted Peasant insurance is. Some companies have had the uh, people come after them for taxes on that. Other companies have been sued by families that they were aware of such insurance. Uh, the families sued the corporations. So there's a lot of things around that that are legal in nature that we really don't want to get into in detail, but just know that those things have occurred regarding that. You're absolutely correct, David. So, all right. Uh, having said that, uh, anything else, David? No. Everybody okay, have a great holiday weekend. Yep. Everybody have a great holiday weekend. Uh, if you like the show, tell one person. You can follow us on Blog Talk Radio and get a reminder or, uh, of when the show's coming up because we post that and you should get an email. Uh, our email address is workingforliving at workingforliving.com. Uh, you can check out our podcasts on workingforliving.com, top right-hand corner. There's four boxes there depending on what sort of uh, phone you have. You can uh, down or listen to it on the podcast on that. Um, want to shout out to everybody around the world listening to us, the seven continents. Thank you very much on a weekly basis to listen to us. We really appreciate it. All the UAW members that listen to support us, we appreciate you. Uh, all those non-union people listening just to keep up on some things from time to time, stuff you don't hear in the news or by and through your leadership of any kind. Uh, we cover, we try to cover it here. If you have any ideas, you know, feel free to email us. Uh, we're happy to hear uh, those those ideas. Uh, anybody that are that's our friends in Canada and Mexico, we appreciate you listening. All of our friends in the United States, 
Uh, we won't go into every location, but you know who you are if you're working for a living in a uh, UAW-represented facility from California to New York, from Minnesota to Louisiana, Florida. If you are represented, thank you for listening in. Uh, having said that, I'll say goodnight to everybody that's listening, and have a great holiday, the rest of the holiday today, and next Sunday, have a great holiday. Anybody that has other holidays, uh, you have a good one, too. And with that, we'll say goodnight to David and Jeff, and goodnight, listeners. Goodnight, Good Jeff. Goodnight, everybody. Good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.